Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. I want to talk tonight about how God wants to come to where you are and not where you're not. That right here, right now, tonight, God wants to come to you. And I want to tell you that God only has two things. It's like all he has in his possession up there is two things. Um, does anybody know what they are? Good. I'm glad I'm telling you. It's two things. It's grace and mercy. It's at one time I saw this uh, little food truck, and uh, all they had was rice and beans. <laughs> you couldn't get a potato. You know, you couldn't get ice cream. All you could get, the only thing that was available to be given away was rice and beans. That's all that was there. There was nothing else to get. Even if you wanted something else, you couldn't get anything else but rice and beans. All that God has that's available for you tonight. That looks good. It's <laughs> not that. Not a smoothie. All he has, there's one thing, two things, grace and mercy. He just has two gifts to give away. It says in uh, John, it says that out of his fullness, we've received grace upon grace. So if you go to God, here's your two options. Every time tonight, every time you step in this room, tomorrow when you wake up, there's, there's two options. Empowerment or forgiveness. Every day, that's all he has to offer you. He doesn't have a trick up his sleeve. He doesn't have an extra card to throw out. He just has rice and beans, grace and mercy. He says he didn't, he didn't come to condemn the world. And he didn't come to condemn you tonight. He came that through him you might be saved. Every time that you come to God, you know what you're going to get? What you don't deserve. Every time you're going to get what you don't deserve. When, uh, well, I'll say this. When I was a, a uh, Sarah and I first got married, and I had this uh, history of getting pulled over and praying, and then God working on the officer and letting me go. So we get pulled over once. We get pulled over, and I'm like, oh, shoot, because I think she told me beforehand, hey, uh, stop speeding. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, whatever, you know, being a hard-headed man. And I'm driving, and the cops pull us over, and she's like, I told you. And I was like, I know, I shouldn't have been speeding. Cop comes up to the window. I give him the stuff, and I roll my window up. And I said, oh, Jesus, I pray for mercy. I pray that he would come back and say, I'm going to let you go. Even though you were speeding, I don't care. I'm going to give you mercy. I pray that you would move on his heart. I pray the same way that you took my sins because I didn't deserve it, that you would go to this officer now and you say, I'm not going to hold it against you. 
and Sarah looked at me and she said, you can't do that. You were speeding. I said, I said, I know, I know. That's why I need mercy. And the officer comes back and says, you know what? I'm going to let you guys go this time. Slow down and be careful. And she said, and she, my wife said, she said, wow. She said, I just learned something. And it happened a second time. <laughs> and I think a third time, but the fourth time it didn't work. <laughs> but do you know that mercy? <laughs> but mercy, guys, is only... Remember, God has two things. Mercy is only for the guilty. It is not for the person who said, oh, it was such a mistake and I just, I didn't mean to do that. No, mercy is for when you're guilty. It's for when you know in your heart you made the wrong choice. It it says in uh, Ephesians 2, it says that... uh, That God is rich in mercy. You know what that means? That means he's got mercy for days. He's got piles of mercy. He's got boatloads of mercy that he's like, oh my gosh, it's stacking. I got so much. Anybody need mercy out there? Does anybody need a break? Does anybody need something taken off of them? And not only that, it says that every morning that he makes new ones. Oh, my goodness. And I believe when he makes them, they're like creative and thoughtful, like, hmm, how can I get a good mercy for Hunter today? How can I give him what he doesn't deserve at this moment? See, it says in uh, Hebrews uh, 4.16, it says, it says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may receive rice and beans. (laughs) That you may receive grace and mercy in time of need. You know, I think what shocked my wife the first time I prayed was that I came boldly to the throne of grace. Like, hey, I'm totally guilty. I need mercy right now. I made a massive mistake. Come, take this away from me. So what do you guys feel like mercy looks like? And coming boldly to receive it. What is coming boldly asking for grace look like? I thought it might look like this because I was thinking about it. What if when uh, Charles was preaching on a Sunday that you had a, a hankering for a frappuccino? And he's up there speaking and you say, hey, hey, Charles, you got five bucks on you? I just want a frappuccino right now. I, yeah, okay, thank you. I'll take it. Do you know how much mercy God has for you on a daily basis that has your name on it? That he doesn't care how bad what you did is. And he wants you to walk up there like, hey, totally guilty right now. I need mercy. Guys, all it's the only thing he has. It's the only thing he can give you. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. He doesn't have any. He's like, pulls his pockets inside out. He's like, I don't got any. I'm sorry. But I have grace and mercy for you. You want me to, is there something I can forgive you for? I got, I got more mercy than I know what to do with. I like rice and beans. (laughs) 
Who wants to be bold? Nobody, nobody asks Charles for five bucks because you want a frappuccino. But what does it look like for you tonight to have boldness right where you are and say, hey, give me some of that stuff I don't deserve. You know, here's another one. I wasn't going to tell this one, but I got a list of fun supernatural stories. One time, I was driving with a guy. This is my little brother. He had a mustache and a mullet. And he drove a big uh, Jeep, you know, four by four. And um, it was lifted and the muffler was broke. And uh, he had three warrants out for his arrest. And, um, yeah. If anybody knows Sam, it's my little brother Sam, okay? This is B.C., okay? Um, And so we're driving, and all of a sudden, bleep, bleep, behind us. He's driving his car. He has warrants out for his arrest. And he ran a red light, like way obvious, because he was a rebel. And he had a mustache and a mullet. And he had no muffler. That's what rebels do. (laughs) So... So we get pulled over, and um, the cop comes up and says, can I have your information? And I said, sure. And uh, he goes back, and I say, I said, Sam, watch this. I said, Lord, I pray right now that you would have mercy on Sam, and it would be a, a sign of how much you love him and how much hope you have for him, and that you didn't come to condemn him or get him stuck in his sin and his failure. And I pray that you would do this right now, that you would show mercy as a sign to how much you love him. And I get done praying that. Five seconds later, the cop walks back up, gives Sam back his license, and says, um, you guys get out of here. It says the reason he's so rich in mercy is because of how much love he has for us. You know, I, I'm not trying to promote a lifestyle where you do anything you want and say, mercy. <laughs> you know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the things you're doing, they don't make you happy. And it's not about keeping them up. It's about reconnecting. And does anybody want uh, driving miracle mercies? Huh? Put your hands up. You want, I'm going to pray because things can multiply. And I've gotten out of a lot of tickets. Lord, I just pray that uh, over those whose hands are lifted, God, that you would show that your outrageous mercy and kindness, God, and that you would move on the hearts of policemen, God, just to show how much you want to forgive and how much you want to restore and how much you love. I just pray for miracles and testimonies to be released, God, that people would come boldly before you, God, when they get caught doing the wrong thing or they realize they're in the wrong wrong place at the wrong time in Jesus name amen wouldn't they be fun miracles <laughs> um, yeah no testing them okay see it says that it says this it says nobody can boast in the presence of God that you can't go up there and we're like well I did this and I'm wonderful and I overcame that you know what it says? It says that the, the 24 elders, that's those who, at the end of the age, they have the highest honor, that they take their crowns and they throw them at the feet of Jesus and they say, you did all of this. God doesn't want you to live by your effort 
or live just by rules. He wants you to have rice and beans, grace and mercy. If there was something you could do to make God happy, then you could boast in his presence. But you can't. There's nothing that can be done that seems, oh my gosh, that's wonderful. You know, I, I kind of, uh, the more I'm walking, I just, I expect to make mistakes. I'm not trying to be negative. <laughs> I just expect to make mistakes. Um, and everybody makes them. You know, uh, Peter, he, uh, he said, Jesus, he's trying to be like reasonably, he said, hey, so how many times do you think I should forgive my brother? Like, what's the max? He's like, like seven and he, he's probably thought that was real generous. Like, that's giving somebody a lot of slack. Like, hey, come on, seven forgives, forgivenesses I'll give you. And Jesus looked at him and he said, how about seven times 70? Yes. But here's, guys, I don't think if you're counting up to 490, you did not get the message. <laughs> Who did the math? Is that you? Good job, buddy. Okay. If you're counting to 490, you have a problem. We'll talk later. <laughs> but guys, maybe we're not supposed to live by our own efforts or really think that we're going to do something to please God. But really, what if it's just the rice and beans at every moment? That even at this very moment as I'm speaking, what does boldness look like in your heart to say, hmm? Give me some mercy and grace right now. Because what I felt for tonight, guys, was that I want you to learn um, to live in his mercy. I feel like some of you guys, it doesn't matter. You know that forgiveness is yours. But I feel like where the enemy works, he works in the delay. And that's how long you hold on to something that God can deal with just in a moment. And I felt like God wants to deliver you from the fear of your own failure and your own mistakes. It says in 1 John that if you have fear, you haven't been perfected in love. I feel like when there's fear, it means we're still performing for God, thinking maybe I can keep this up. Maybe I can keep this up. Maybe if I do it this way, maybe if I do that. But it says where there's fear, that means there's fear of punishment. And I feel like God wants us to know how much he accepts us completely. And remember, I said God wants to find you where you are. You know, you can't hide from God. You can't hide your sin from God. You can't hide the condition of your heart from God. He sees right through you. And what satisfies him is when you give him who you are and where you are in this moment. And you say, give me some rice and beans right here. God doesn't want your perfection. He wants your participation. It says uh, in the Gospels, it says that he who is forgiven much loves much. 
You know, what if the only reason you love God is because he forgave you and he forgave you and then he forgave you and then he forgave you and he forgave you to the point where you thought you couldn't make him not love you. And you felt so safe in his presence and you felt so safe in your life that you couldn't shake him. something I want to say about forgiveness that do you feel forgiven? Do you feel clean? And do you know what it feels like to feel clean? Do you ever have a massive debt canceled? Like, whoom, totally taken away. Oh, it's, it's all gone. Um, when God forgives you, it says that he cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. I don't think God can remember after he throws it into that sea that it's, it's, fe- it's separated as far as the east is from the west, that this is the kind of mercy he's giving you. He's not giving you a mercy. He says, I, I'll remember this debt I paid. I'll remember how much you owe me. That he, he wipes it off the slate. He cannot remember what you did. I think that would make you feel clean. And I think that mercy that's a concept isn't powerful. Mercy that's a feeling is mighty. You know what? You're going to feel happy like, oh, my gosh, he just paid my debt. I didn't get a ticket, and I should have. It's supposed to feel like something after you eat rice and beans. It's all he's got, guys. I'm sorry. Maybe he has taco sauce up there, too. I don't know. That would be good. Tabasco sauce or something. God doesn't have a timeout room for when you're naughty. He doesn't have a disappointment room. He doesn't hold on to a grudge. See, what I want to do is connect you with the power that is not you. I want to connect you with the power of the gospel. Jesus died so you could receive grace and mercy tonight. And grace and mercy tomorrow morning. This is the battle. This is the essence of the battle. It's the battle for truth. And it's the battle of this. Do you know that you are loved? Do you feel bold enough to go in and just grab some rice and beans and eat them right now, regardless of what you did yesterday or what you've been struggling with in the past few weeks? Do you know who your God is and what he's like? You can't worship a false God. You can't even change from a false God. Only the truth will set you free. And he's not ashamed of where you are or what you're struggling with. He's not confounded by it. He's not saying, oh, I, I don't know how I'm going to forgive that God. I don't know how we're getting past this. He's just saying, come, give me your chains. Give me your confusion. I want you to feel clean. I want you to have that feeling deep in your heart. It says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Paul says in Romans 8, he said, who can bring a charge against God's elect? That there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. That's something that you need to feel where you are. Because you're not going to perform your way out of your bondage. 
You're not going to do it. But what you are going to do is receive rice and beans, grace and mercy in your situation over and over and over, and love is going to be perfected in you. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Well, I was unified. Whoa. You know, I was, a, I was a young Christian, and honestly, I still feel it. I'm not better than you guys, but I remember being a young Christian and um, making mistakes and then saying, like, okay, Lord, I, I know you forgive me, but I'm just going to sleep out in the servant house now, and I don't mind. I felt like the prodigal son who came home and said, just let me be a, a slave. I, I'll, I'll sleep with them. I'll work with them. I'll eat with them. That is not forgiveness. That's holding on to a memory of a failure and a sin. That's not forgiveness. I want to ignite boldness in your hearts to be fully forgiven and proud of it and know what it feels like to be washed in the precious blood of Jesus and what it feels like to hold your chin up and say, I am a son of God, and it's, I am not perfect, but what I am is fully forgiven and uh, fully loved in this moment. When you wake up, do you know how okay you are with God? Regardless of what you did the night before. Do you understand how okay you are with God when you wake up? Don't delay the transaction of forgiveness. Make it instantaneous. It's about staying in relationship with God. And that you guys get used to receiving what you don't deserve. (laughs) Nobody deserves grace. Nobody deserves mercy. We're not debtors to a law. We don't owe anything to the law. But we, God wants to give us free empowerment and free forgiveness. It almost is like, God, that's like stealing. No, it's not. It's the gift of God, and it's all he has for you. There's nothing else in his pockets. There's nothing else that he could dream up to give you. He doesn't deal with you like you're you. He deals with you like you're Jesus, and you're perfect. It's the gospel. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I just, I thought of this as I was praying. You know, I think the things that's going to change us is we're going to get used to the reality of how God thinks. That this, all of us in this room, we're going to think, you know what, I'm just starting to think like God thinks. I, I just really think that what he says is true. I thought of this as I was preparing. It says, oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There's no shadow you won't light up, no mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. There's no lie you won't tear down. You're coming after me. That's our God who's here right now. I'm sorry, that's too loud, James. I, I just, I'm so excited about it. He, he's not in a good mood tonight. 
It's who he's been all week. It's who he's going to be tomorrow morning when you wake up. And I just think that we're all going to be transformed by this truth of the gospel. The best Christians are this, the ones who are the best at receiving forgiveness. And the ones who are the best at receiving grace. You can be a slob and <laughs> receive forgiveness. It doesn't take much. The enemy's plan is just pull, turn your back on God. Pull you away from the, the table with Jesus. Because you think you did something wrong that God can't forgive. It's a lie. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Man, what if... All of you guys all of a sudden got so bold with the love of God and what it's really like to walk in the light of his face. And you began to walk every day like that. Rice and beans. Amen. It's good. Oh, it's the truth. I get it. I get excited. Okay. So. Um, yeah, that's that's what I have for tonight, guys. But I want to pray for you. I want to pray that I just felt like, one, that I want you to feel clean. And I feel like there's, there's some of you guys that you're holding on to something. You're holding on to some things. And you even have a long, haunting feeling of always feeling like you've done something bad and that uh, you're going to make a mistake. And that even though you didn't make mistakes, you're about to make a mistake. And God wants to set you free from that feeling of shame. And God wants to perfect you further in love tonight. And drive that fear out of your heart. It, I don't care what kind of bondages you have. That doesn't scare God. Don't let it scare you. Okay? So stand up and make some noise because your God is amazing. Oh, he's wonderful. Oh, he's wonderful. You know what it's going to do? It's going to make your life amazing that this is your inheritance that this is the truth this is the god who changes not this is the power that's going to going to drive you all of your days thank you luke oh lord jesus all right guys get stirred up this is amazing this is better than the lottery oh this is wonderful all right lift your hands i'm going to speak this truth over you Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, Lord. God, I just thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. Oh, and what it can do to the chains of sin, God, to the chains of shame, the chains of our flesh, God. I just pray for your, your liberty to break out in this room. I pray for the perfect love of God. Oh, just to be poured over these lives. I pray that you would break condemnation, God. You would break fear of failure, God. You would break fear, God, of the future. I just say that the Lord goes before you and God has paid all your debts, that he's, he's, he's canceling the tickets and the charges against you and he loves you that he'd do anything to get you that he's going to chase you down and not just tonight not in this moment but all the days of your life in jesus name amen this podcast was recorded live at a wednesday night youth meeting to find out more check us out on facebook and instagram by searching airborne youth